Today's episode is sponsored by Spartan Chemical Company. Family owned and operated since 1956, Spartan Chemical is a leading manufacturer of superior and cost-effective specialty chemical products sold through select trusted distributors. Spartan Chemical makes clean simple. For more information, please visit spartanchemical.com. As you engage in growing your company, what is your marketing and sales integration strategy? I ask that because sometimes the marketing team and the sales team run independently, supporting each other, of course, but perhaps losing out on opportunities. To speak to this issue and offer some guidance, I welcome Ed Marsh, a returning guest on my program. Ed is a growth and strategy consultant and the founder and principal at Concilium Global Business Advisors. Ed, welcome. Thank you, Jeff. It's great. To, it's always great to chat with you. I love the energy and excitement you bring to all these topics. Start us off with like a temperature check on how traditional companies think of the marketing department and the sales team. Is there a difference there? Yeah, so I, I'd answer that question two ways. First of all, they think of them exactly the way they're structured in the org chart, which is very distinct. And we can all think about the process. It's very linear. The marketing department's job is to run some journal ads, set up a trade show booth, maybe do some paid advertising, maybe have a website with a couple forms and create some leads. And that's where their job ends. Then they hand it off to sales and then sales does whatever they're supposed to do with it. You can also look at the resources that are dedicated in many cases in a typical B2B kind of industrial sort of a company. You may find the ratio varies a little bit, but there may be one marketing person to 15 or 20 salespeople. And often the marketing person is a fractional person. And that just reflects the importance and the significance that companies tend to assign to, to those roles relative to each other. I have to wonder if people think about this, if companies, this is on their radar. Well, how, how much of the way that companies routinely do things is a function of the way they've always done it with a tweak, you know, plus or minus, as opposed to, wait a minute, let's back up and let's think about how buying has changed. Let's think about the way we buy and how that has changed. If we encountered this environment in our effort to buy, would we find it satisfying and supportive and conducive or would we get frustrated by it? So I think you're right. They probably don't think about it. And, you know, that's not a criticism. It's just reality. Most of us have gotten things set in a way we think works. And then we're trying to solve the problems and not go back and tear things up that we think are working. Absolutely. You, buying habits. You brought that up. Talk about that. What has changed and what does that mean for the marketing and sales process? So, of course, it's almost trite to say, well, the Internet, but we can't forget how the Internet has changed things. And what's funny is to look at how many companies buy actively using the Internet with specific targets and goals for purchasing department to research vendors online and engineering teams and, 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 and uh, you know, organizational logistics people to research things online using the Internet. But then they kind of step back and say, well, but our buyers are different. Our industry is different. Our buyers don't use the Internet. Our buyers don't use chatbots. We've got old school buyers, all those sorts of things. You know, they're they're often said. So buying has changed massively. The Internet is not the is not the change. The Internet has enabled a number of cascading changes along the way. And we have to catch up the way we market and sell. I sense that you might dislike the term department. Is that true? 
Yeah, I think it's I I think absolutely you you correctly picked up on that. And the problem is because it creates a silo mentality. Mm. So let's think not about structuring marketing and sales departments the way we might have traditionally org chart, but let's think about how the buyer engages with us. And there's a great graphic that I've seen then from some Gartner research that shows how really truly complex the buying journey is in a way that people that think of it as a linear journey just can't visualize it's 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 spaghetti and it's spaghetti because buyers get an idea and they jump in and they start looking for a company that can help them and then they back out and say is it the right idea or should i do it a different way and then they go look at a different company and then they may look at some solution whether it's a piece of software or a floor scrubber or a cleaning company or whatever the case is they've kind of self-diagnosed they go to find an answer and they say wait a minute that's not right or they have another crisis and they forget about it and come back three weeks later it bounces all around and what's interesting is as they bounce, they bounce from doing things and engaging with companies in ways that may sometimes be the domain of marketing and may sometimes be the domain of sales. But the buyer doesn't care about that distinction. All the buyer wants is an answer to their question at that time and the opportunity to get a little better educated and informed about what they're trying to solve for and how to do it. And so it's critical then that marketing and sales departments not be structured in a way that's convenient and traditional, but structured in a way that supports this buying journey that careens back and forth between all these functions in a way that is is how we all buy. We just have to recognize our prospects do too. Well, great information, Ed. Let me ask you this. With all this in mind, companies today, is there an overhaul that needs to be done? And if so, what does that look like? So short answer, yes, there's an overhaul. Longer answer is this nuance because nobody likes change. Nobody likes radical change. Nobody likes their, you know, departmental fiefdom to be disrupted. And so we have to recognize all that. We have to get to a destination. We have to do it in a way that people can live with. Now, doing that means allocating resources a little differently in the marketing department. If, if buyers spend 70% of the buying journey researching before they want to talk to a sales rep, you can make an argument that means 70% of that revenue growth team ought to be marketing and 30% sales. Now, that's probably not the right answer, but it's certainly more than a half a person to 10. So you have to change the resources. You have to make sure that you have people in those roles, salespeople that are comfortable selling the way buyers buy today and not necessarily the way they sold 15 years ago, and marketers who bring a very sophisticated and nuanced understanding of what to do, not just you know, the intern that knows how to use social media, which is the way often the marketing person gets hired. And then you need technology to pull it together. You need marketing automation so that you can understand the behaviors of prospects on your website. So that information, that first party intent data, if you will, is available for the sales team to see and understand as they get ready to follow up on a lead. So you have to tie those together, the resources, the talents and the technology. 